Hey folks, one of the Redneck Country Podcast. You're on with Real Redneck Todd Millard, and of course we've got the almost guy, Real Redneck Bill Tom. Bill, are you there? I'm here, and it's a beautiful night for a podcast. Is it a beautiful? I have not even stepped foot outside today. I will take your word for it. <laughs> and, of course, sitting beside me is the patriarch of Redneck Country, my father, Real Redneck Tom Millard. That is your mic hot. Seems to be. It does seem to be, unfortunately. Weather Weather turned really cold today. We had a touch of snow down here, too. Yeah, we had snow here, too. I woke up this morning, and I went outside, and it rained last night. And then as I was getting in the car, this white stuff came down. I thought, this is not good. Didn't keep us in, though. Every put on her rollerblades, and her and I went around the block twice. I was walking. She was rollerblading. We had a good good, uh, walk today. I guess it is uh, March break or, or whatever you want to call yeah, this, whatever we're on right spring, now. Spring in April. Springish break. Springish, yeah. It's uh, the, uh, the first phase of, of the... Uh, Springish to summer break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a, a summer break. You're absolutely right. Yeah, but this whole... <laughs> I'm not going to get on this too much because all I'm going to do is make myself and everybody else say, upset. Have you got a soapbox, Bill? Feel not, free not to stand up on that. <laughs> not a big one because it, it's uh, I just what are you going to do right but with this whole lockdown and, and everything going on I would have thought that my travel back and forth to work would have been different than it was before they made the announcements it's no different I drove past I had a doctor's appointment yesterday and I drove past you know the uh, the Home Depot parking lot and it's still full of cars so I, I don't know what we're trying to do here but it certainly isn't uh, <laughs> isn't helping much uh, from a, a mental uh, stability standpoint from from the kids from parents and I won't go too deep but uh, it's just uh, I've had enough. Uh, I'll echo that. I will <laughs> echo that. Yeah, it's getting <laughs> ridiculous out of hand. But what do you do? Roll no, with it. Right? it. Yep. You can get upset about it and and. Uh, rave and, and get screaming and shouting or we can kind of figure out ways to, to work with what's in our control and, and make sure that uh, we're, we're controlling that stuff and and then trying to find little projects or things to keep yourself happy and busy and you're mentally focused and you know yeah. that's that's kind of what we're doing so agreed agreed i got my butt kicked today i got it kicked Did in you? monopoly i got it kicked in shoots and ladders i got it kicked in racco i got it Kicked in, what's the other games we played today? All kinds of them. <laughs> Oops. And I, I just the, got, grand, the grandparent curse. I got destroyed. That's it. You guys had a good day yesterday, though, didn't you? Oh, we did have a good day yesterday. What did I do last this week, Bill? Yes, I'll tell you what I did this week, Bill. I'm very interested to hear what the Millards got I was actually excited, week. and it was, it was not by choice. Let me put it that way. And so, but I, 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 dictated and i became the father that said so which i've never been oh, oh yeah i put my wow. foot down i put my foot you put your down. foot down put it down hmm. and i said all right that's it we're going to the gun club because we go wednesday afternoonish going towards evening and you kids are coming with me oh kicking and screaming was her well not really the youngest was like oh and it was more her i like avery or megan was a trap kid forever right and she's pulled the trigger once or twice before but she's smaller frame she's got juvenile arthritis so her muscles she needs to work out bottom line so that she can get the forearm strength to be able to hold it she's 13 now right so she should be able to hold this thing up but so 
Avery had never pulled the trigger. She's been to the gun club lots, right? Hung out at the gun club. And so she knows it as a time when if, if you don't take her bike to ride around, like what's she going to do? But I said, right. no, no, no. I broke out. So I got out my father's very, it was your very first gun, right? Dad? That it wasn't you- my very first. It was one I evolved to because the, the first 22 that I ever got semi-automatic, I got it for Christmas. The clip wouldn't fit. And where my dad purchased it, he took me in to replace it. And they couldn't figure out why that clip wouldn't fit. That was the one for it. One came for it. So they said, well, pick out any other 22 in the rack. Well, the only one came close to anything I liked was a Marlin 22 lever action. And it was a nice nice. gun. And and it shot well. And I could shoot it. But I wanted a semi-automatic. And so I traded it in on the nylon 66. Remington that's how I arrived nylon at the nylon 66. 66. So we got, so I grabbed dad's nylon because now I have it. So I grabbed dad's Remington nylon 66. I grabbed a, a brick of 22s and away we went. And so she didn't know, she just knows guns, 12 gauge. She's all, yes. that's all she's ever seen me shoot, right? So she knows big, heavy, loud, thump. So I said, no, 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 you're going to, you're going to like this. So we got, we went down and we set up some cans and at the, at the gun club down at the, just the 25 yard range and put the cans out. And then I said, okay, down on the bottom below the targets that they, that you shoot at the bottom of the berm. And I said, okay. So Megan went first and, and plink, plink, plink. And so she'd never shot a 22 either. She's only pulled a, pulled the, the, the trigger on a 20 gauge and a 12 gauge. So she, she started to enjoy, she, she didn't want to go, but Avery said, well, if I'm going, will you come? And Avery's only seven. So fine. So it was like, <laughs> I guess. And so the whole way there, I'm like, Megan, yes. And she's on her phone in the back seat. But then once she pulled the trigger, well, I'll look out. So then I had to count all of the 22 shells that I had so that I divvied them up evenly. And then we'd shoot them. That thing would take 13 and then one in the chamber. So 14. So I had to divvy them all up in 14 shot rounds. And, <laughs> and then we'd go down and see where they hit the cans. And so that what we first found out, it was awesome. So it got a little cool last night. So Avery had a toucan. And so we realized, I said, now it's a rifle. So you can close one eye and you got to put that, 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 um, sight down there, right in the middle of these buckhorns up here. And then wherever you put that. And so I was working with her, getting her to figure out how to move the gun around and so that you could position it and make sure you aimed and everything else. And so when we did that, we realized she goes, I said, you gotta, you got, she's looking down and she says, it's, it's hard for me to get it. In. I said, well, you got to close one of your eyes. You got to close your left eye. Cause we did the test at home. She's right. eye dominant. So okay. I well, said, good to know. yeah, good to know. So I said, yeah, which is good. Cause all of my guns are right. So I said, you got to <laughs> close your left eye. So she looked at me and she closed the right eye. And I said, no, the left eye. She goes, and she's wincing at me. She goes, I can't. So once I can't close that eye. So once dad then reached over and swung her toque sideways, because it was like one of those toques that has flaps on it, right? So <laughs> he spun the toque sideways so that the flap was over one eye. Well, then we were good to go. And then she <laughs> yeah, lined that awesome. sucker up and the third shot, she smoked a shampoo bottle. Well, that was, that was it. Oh, she's hooked at that point in time, right? Now yep. you can see some, something happen when you're pulling the trigger and 22 is the best for, for young ones to shoot. Cause there's no kick. Yeah. There's, no, there's no recoil and it's instant. 
you know, <laughs> instant satisfaction when, when when they pull the trigger and they see something fall over. Yeah. So they got they started to get the hang of it. Avery was still struggling a little bit, but she was able to hit stuff, and which was good. And you could say a little bit to the right, and she knew which way to swing the back end because her body weighed at the back of the gun and would be able to move it over. And I had it on a bag, so resting because she couldn't hold it up that long. So, so it, it was like a rest. It, it worked out really good. And then Megan, the last round, I mean, she was plink. Onto the next target, plink. Onto the next one, plink. Onto the next one, plink. So she really Whoa, got on. Annie Oakley's so, there. Yeah. So it, it was pretty good. And then well, we went for, and for shot the some trap. Of it, it's still in good shape. It was uh, the full name. Well, was, of course, I take care of my uh, guns. Remington yeah. Nylon Sixty Six Mohawk Brown wasn't the Apache Black one. It was Mohawk Brown, and it's still. Uh, see, good. you're you're spoiled. When I my first gun was a twenty two. Yeah, but it was a Cooey single shot. Bolt action 22. I got so three or four got, of them I down there. One. <laughs> I got one <laughs> shot and the ejector pin on that or the ejector mechanism didn't work. So I had to carry a pocket knife or a butter knife in my pocket to eject the single shell <laughs> out of it. And it was iron sights, not no scope because my dad said, if you're going to learn to shoot, you're going to learn to shoot with the iron sights before you upgrade yourself to a scope. So mm-hmm. Yeah, right on. Yeah, they had a blast. And then we went to trap, and Megan hadn't shot trap in two years. And and the one time that she did it, she, it was, well, it might have been three years. It might have been the clinic. And she just is smaller, right? So that thump, thump wasn't a fan. I said, You're bigger now. Let's go. So I took her out on the line, and I'll be darned, Bill. I took my gun, and I have two combs, right? I have the soft comb, and then I have my wood comb. And I use my wood comb. I don't like my soft comb. So I can switch it out for someone else to shoot my gun, and it doesn't change my sight picture. I can go back to my wood comb, and it's set where it needs to be when I put it on. Sure. So I put my soft comb on it, lowered it down a bit. So it's still shooting high, but I figured, okay, she's she's smart enough, been around the game enough, and it's being a trapper scored forever right that she she's she knows she knows what to do she knows they're always climbing she's heard me talk enough at the clinics and stuff and so she knows to shoot quicker than not because this is she's only watched trap shooters right so she got and i'll be darned my man if she didn't smoke i mean some smoke four out of five from station three like it was first target out gravy first target out of the house it just Ink spot and quick, like dead <laughs> and center fast. and foul. I'm like, whoa, it was. A, so, I was so that, that's amazing. And so, on our way home, I'm like, Megan, you lit it up, you ink balled those. So, are you gonna do it again? Nah, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. How do you do that? How do you ink ball four out of five? Like, and fast. I mean, they weren't very far out. If you've seen the videos on Facebook, I mean, those were her slower ones. And I was just so pumped. And she's like, man, I don't know. I'm like, really? Like you could come shoot. And she's like, no, no. I mean, maybe another time, but no, I'm okay. Oh my yeah. gosh. I went home and told my wife and, and uh, Glenda says, yeah, she's a girl. She don't care. She just wants to work with the money. She doesn't care about shooting. She's not one of you guys. Oh, it blew my mind, though, for her to just come out and ink ball. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, four out of five. Do you know how many people would kill for that right there? And that gun didn't, uh, didn't, not at all. Too bad. She, she got a little yeah. tired. Like, she got tired holding it. Right. Yeah. And that's why I said she yeah. needs to work Todd out her forearm and open it, reload it, hand it back to her. And then would make sure she leaned forward and leaned into it. And she had, we were watching me and, but it didn't and dump the two her. bills. It's got the recoil and that on and, it. And, yeah. And yeah. And she'd lean into it. And man, I'm telling you, she had a good form. She was quick. 
course she had a good form. Like, hello. She was shooting him. Yeah, and she then you could tell she got a little tired because she'd be trying to hold she'd the gun back up, a bit and then and she'd be shoot over back him. to hold it up. And I, I yeah. know exactly when that, yeah, when that happens, now. right. Then you're, you're back. She's arching her back a bit and not trying yeah. to hold the gun and you're not, that's not good. So, no, but, but, but you know, you know but what? Like, I mean, one station, five targets, she hit, you know, four to five, that, that's gotta be a good, you know, oh, for yeah. her to know that she could, if she wanted to get back in, you know, every couple of weeks or something, come out with her every week, even for five. Uh, I targets. might have to put my foot down. I like what you did there. Right. And, yeah, and you know, like cause my stocks did. cut short, like what is it? 13.25 inches. There's something like I shortened it even yeah, for, you, for it's tiny. last time. Like, like it's, I said, it's you short. and my wife have the same size. <laughs> so it fits her. So yeah, like, and it's a, Hey, she's starting out with a Caesar. We're good to go. Yeah. Well, yeah. when we showed what, up, it's a good day. When we showed up, there was nobody on the range. Range was set up. Call the speakers were out. Nobody on the range whatsoever. So Todd and the girls, they headed right down to the rifle range. So Bill and I followed, watched them shoot for a bit. So Bill and I decided to go back and shoot around while there was nobody on the range. And then by that time, Todd and the girls caught up. So I ended up shooting three rounds. Bill shot three rounds. Todd shot shot two and then one with Megan. Next thing you know, it's getting late time to go because we fooled around down in the rifle range for a while. But my shoulder's feeling good. I, I shot... Two twenty-fours from sixteen and a twenty, what twenty-three from, uh, from rookie numbers. He's, he's still got to pull them up. Yeah, well, as, the, as long as the body's reacting, and those yeah, are good scores. It's, it's, those the good ones scores. I missed wasn't the arm. I could feel it, and, yeah. and and I even the third round, I like was only two of us on the line, and so you're fast. Well, the first couple of rounds. Bill and I were taking our time, right? We were waiting for each other and then taking our time in between to allow a little time. But the last round was just Todd and I. And so he shot, I shot, he shot, I shot, he shot, I shot. And I just wanted to keep working that arm, and and I ended up shooting a 24. So I was pretty happy with the way the shoulder's working. How would you feel, Todd? Yeah, John shot a 25, I think, didn't you? Yep. I was feeling yeah. pretty good. Well, that's good. I wish we had some competitions pretty to be quick. able to uh, Oh, I'm rolling every week. With it, but... Every week I've been rolling 25s. Yeah, well, yeah, I expect that out of you. I don't know. So, what, well, what I, and so do I. I mean, and it's practice. The the difficult part is for me to keep my head in the game, like it's a competition because it's practice. Yeah. There's no pressure, and it's not the same. And so I don't focus like I should when it comes to competition. So I've been trying to keep it like okay, going to the line. This is just like a competition. So that helps me in practice to to stay focused because that's I mean you, you know any, trap shooting ninety eight percent of it's uh, mental game. Sure. You do any change to your pre-shot routine, you know, um, I don't really have a pre-shot routine. I mean, no. my whole point, I'm, I don't know. I feel like I'm shooting a little bit quicker, but I, I really don't like to focus on that. I just like to think yeah. I'm picking the target up quicker. I'm back to, I, I hold the gun a little bit lower on slight down angle, but I shoot so high that I like it. So then I have to wait. It feels like I'm waiting forever for that target to get above my rib and get high enough, like 13 and a half inches or something like that, or 13 inches at 30 yards high. So I'm waiting for that target to get up, but, but then I'm hitting them pretty good. I don't know, dad, you were watching me. Oh yeah. He's smoking them. So yeah. fast, but don't it's not fast to him. Everybody says, oh, you shoot really fast. But it isn't that he's shooting fast. His gun shoots so high, he just moves the gun over the target and wait for it to come up over the barrel and pulls the trigger. I got to wait. 
I feel like it's 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 forever. I gotta wait for that and thing a to lot come. Of to guys me. can't shoot that way, and I haven't mastered it yet either. But he has. But the trouble is now, he shoots him so close out of the house that it looks like he's really fast. That's the trouble. It makes for faster rounds, and you're not having to wait for those targets to go out as but, far before well, you pull the trigger. Right? Like for me, it just, I just I feel like I'm still waiting. Like I'm waiting. Come on, get out, get out, get over my barrel. You do the same on uh, on your handicap, and I guess doubles is different. But you know what? But, my handicap because the angles are greater, right? You're back further, so that angle increases on where your barrel is, the sight picture. So I actually shoot quicker on quicker handicap. On, on the handicap. I'll yeah. hold a lower gun. Right on a little bit more of a down angle, aiming down below the lip, believe it or not. And that because it forces me to move the gun still because the problem I'll get into with caps, because the angle's greater, I don't have to move the gun much when that thing comes You're out snap shooting it and you get snapping it. So if I hold it lower, I'm forced to have to move the gun. And therefore, when you snap it and you only move a little bit. Like limited, limited movement's great, but if you only move a little bit, are you really in the path of the target? Where if I ha- hold it a little bit lower, I got to move it a little bit more. So therefore it forces me to make sure I'm on that path of the target. I mean, all that's yeah. it's split seconds, right? But it's still, so I, I, that I have done in my, and cleaned up my cap scores. So rolling 24s, 25s from there. Well, I don't expect yardage. anything besides, uh, you know, hundreds or 98s. Neither do I. And, uh, yeah, we just need a competition to put it together, too. Yep. But, you know, let's hope things open up and we can see some hard work coming your way. I hope so. And what about you? Yeah. What'd you do this week? This week? Oh, this week was a was a pretty good week. I mean, work-wise, we're not going to even talk about that on this podcast because that, that just depresses everybody. Yeah. But, uh <laughs> Hey, I made a really good uh, pork shoulder on the weekend. I don't know. I think I sent you, you sent me a picture. There. I'm just going to stop replying from now I on. I tell you, you did. You stopped replying. I thought, oh, man, he's mad at me there <laughs> Jen, because I said some good No lie. Food. I'm sitting at the computer, and I think I was uploading the podcast. And she looks at me down through the rungs, and she says, do you see what Bill cooked today? Because <laughs> you posted it on Facebook, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah he sent it to me. She's like, did you see that? I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that turned out really good. I mean, I, ch- I changed up the, the, the process a little bit. Every time I, cre- I, I keep a journal now of, of all my barbecue and what I'm doing, the recipes, the, the, the rub recipe and, and cook time, cook temperature, even rest time on that, just to give me a mental, uh, you know, to, to figure out what I could do for the next one if I have to make any minor adjustments. And this one, yeah, I she just turned out great. I mean, I, I cooked it to a, a higher temperature instead of the 190 that I would typically cook a pork shoulder to. I cooked it to a 200. Actually, I took it off at 199 because uh, I was too impatient to wait the extra one <laughs> one degree. But yeah, uh, I took it off and I I let it rest for a full 40 minutes underneath uh, a piece of tin foil, like. Uh, I don't wrap it in tinfoil. I, I, I do the uh, tinfoil taco is what they call it, so that the ends are open and the uh, the meat is covered. But uh, I let it rest under that for a full 40 minutes. 40 minutes? Yet, 40 minutes. Uh, it was tough. I had to uh, go out to the kitchen and tell my, my son and my wife, keep your fingers off it because the bark on that uh, it, it turned out the best I've had it so far. 
And is once that what I you call it, apart, the bark? Yeah, that's dark. Jen's like, dark uh, looks like he burned it in the one picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you didn't, uh, if you didn't know, it, it looked like it was burnt. But it, it's, it's. Uh, I, I use um, uh, a Chipotle based rub. Uh, so I mean, it, it, it's dark when 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 it's finished, and that bark that comes off is just um, it looks burnt, but it's not. And then when you pull it apart, you can see that red. So I got the nice smoke ring, yeah, uh, on there, and uh, the, there was not much left when. Uh, so how when we long was it on the smoke? Sure. So I I put it on the barbecue at uh, eight forty five, and I took it off at five forty five. So it was a the full was that. Nine hours, I guess. That's it, it what it was. Are you kidding you me? Math, oh yeah, it was great. I mean, I, it, it poured rain, and I tried for the first time. I, I cooked it on my my hunting uh, deck, uh, but I put some um, uh, some cement board that I had kicking around from the bathroom project I had a few years back. Put that down, and I was monitoring it uh, all the time so that there was no sparks or anything coming. I was so deadly afraid that you know a spark is going to wreck what i got going on here but uh it, yeah it turned out great and this weekend i'm gonna do uh uh chicken another chicken. pepsi can chicken i think this weekend yeah yeah that's it in preparation for the upcoming uh turkey hunt i figured i'd do what i've got in my freezer chicken <laughs> a mini chicken or <laughs> mini turkey yeah that's it that's it so yeah and then uh Going uh, back and forth from work now, I tell you what, I this morning, I think I counted, it was over 20 birds, uh, turkey, it was three toms in this field, um, in this one particular field, there had to be 15 birds in that field, but there was three toms in full strut with, with uh, the hens all around. No doubt. And I am, I am getting excited. We're not that far out now, we're only like 12 up. days or something like that. Whatever it is, it's not days, far out. 10 but, days, uh, 11 days, yeah. The birds are still all grouped up, so I'm not sure what that means. Oh, it's it's well, still a good cold sign. The weather's going to help again now. Yeah, but, might slow them down. Yeah. It's a good sign. So Yeah, I think so. I'm going to, on the barbecue front, before we get into anything. Sure, yeah. I'm going to rival you this weekend, Bill. Oh. I've got, I took, so I took a, a fairly decent couple venison roasts. And my, my father-in-law actually did this. We went down for a birthday party under COVID times, I don't know, a month and a half ago or so. And he has a marinade that I've always used as marinade for as long as I can remember pretty much on, on wild game on venison. So I put the marinade in and, uh, which is, I, I get shared. It's not no big secret, but it's just olive oil, balsamic vinegar, some spices and away you go. But it's the balsamic vinegar and that olive oil combination there that really softens it. So we went down, well, you can't go inside or nothing. So we were out back of their place. They got like a little campground that they built down in the woods and had a fire pit going and the kids were sledding down the hill. And so we were all kind of social distance and hanging out and we're like, he's, we can't go cook. We can't have like, what are we going to do here? So he, all of a sudden he unveils this big tin foil tray of cubed pieces of meat, the size of marshmallows. Mm. And then he hands us all sticks like hot dog cooking sticks. And I'll tell you what, dude, you put these little cubed pieces of meat that he had marinated for some days 
on that. And then you could put it in the flame really quick. So you get the charcoal, it seals it. And then you could cook it in the coals. Cause I mean, it's a big campfire fireplace, right? Big yeah. size. So with stones all around it, but so then you could put it on the coals and cook it a little slower. And then you're pulling these chunks off like marshmallows and just eating them on the spot. Well, look out, dude. I don't know. I, I had to have more than 15. And I mean, they were the size of big, <laughs> big giant marshmallows, not your little ones. So I thought that was an awesome idea. So I've got a couple roasts I took out and I've cut them all up into cubes and they've been marinating for four days now. That sounds that sounds really good. You could almost, no, I, I was going to say you could almost consider yourself a charcoal barbecue, but you, you really can't. More advanced than that. It's more manly. I'm cooking on open fire that I'm probably going to have flame. to start by clacking some stones together. Cause that's, probably. that's I mean, what men do. You got to go to the backyard, cut your own sticks or did they, he, he provide them for you? Uh, and well, I, you, I'm going to start it probably with old corn stalks from last year laying in the <laughs> cornfield. <laughs> Cause walking around looking for kindling, that's just too easy to grab old corn stalks. And then, Hey, I'm cooking over natural corn fueled fire right there. It's, we're going to be, wow. be all right. My neighbor there, uh, he brought down a whole bunch. He brought down four wheelbarrows worth of wood. Nice. He says, this is good stuff. He says, it's not pressure treated. It's, it's good for you to have a fire and be able to be able to cook on and have your kids safe around it. So I'm, I've got no problems. If you're willing to come and help me stack it in the wheelbarrow, you can have it all. So I've got now a pile of wood. We're fixing to eat, eat like Kings this weekend. Do your neighbors like you? Well, that's the same neighbor and he's an awesome dude. I like him and I've invited him to the gun club. I thought he was going to come this Wednesday. I thought I talked him into it. It is the same one that said, you know, other neighbors were talking and we think you'd be suited to to live in the country. Didn't you want to live in the country? This might be his yeah. gentle push. But I don't, you know what? He's just that, but there was no pressure treated. It was just all, and he's, that's what he said. He says, you know, my wife's seen you. She, he's, she's seen you burn some skids and stuff and she knows what, you know, the oils and stuff that sink into skids. So he says, I, I got all this wood here. I'm going to bring down for you. If you don't mind coming to help me load it in the wheelbarrow. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm all about accepting more wood. And, and he's done it for me, you know, on the way home from his, his golf course that he comes down, there's a, a place that puts all this fresh cut pine pieces out and he brought home. I bet you, I don't even know. It had to be 10 wheelbarrows at the time before that of this fresh cut pine and stacked it all up at the side of my house. Hmm. Did you burn it? Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Well, yeah we yeah. got a, a huge tent, you know, double the size of these canopies with size and windows and everything. And he borrowed it for some outside get together they were going to have last summer. His daughter's wedding. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but his daughter's wedding. So it's a heck of uh, a get together. That I helped him put it up and put it where he wanted. And he's well, rent it. I, you're not going to rent it. I said, you can use it anytime. We've only used it a couple times. So I said, no, that's no problem. Well, then he wrapped it all up and he gave it back to me. And he says, you know, I said to your son, he says, uh, all that equipment and everything he's got, he's like, told him the neighbors thought he might be just enjoy a country home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine living next to Todd might have its fun days and hey, yeah. I, I don't, challenging days. I don't get it because every activity we do, you're welcome to join us. So <laughs> yeah. from my standpoint, my neighbors are lucky. Okay, all we right. We get the golf How cart out. How many neighbors are going to be standing out in the middle of cornfield catching clays. That's yeah. awesome, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that game, I tell you what, 
That is the game of the century. I don't care who you are. Now, when you got the kids out, we've realized you've got to take some precautions. But aside from that, I don't know why I didn't have every neighbor out there that like seen us in the cornfield coming and joining us because that was a freaking riot. My, My wife was watching live on Facebook. I said, oh, you watching Todd and the girls catching clays? He says, she says, what are they doing? I said, well, they're out in that cornfield and they're throwing the clay targets and they're, they're catching them. They're trying to catch them before they hit the ground and break. Well, who's throwing them? I says, probably Avery. Well, Avery can't throw them that far. No, 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 no. Avery's p- pulling the button on the thrower. Todd's got a powered electric thrower, you know, that they actually use professional sporting clays and things. He's thrown them all the way across that cornfield. You can't even see it. They were moving 100 plus yards. We had it cranked. She goes, oh my goodness. And she watched that sucker right from start to finish while they were, while they were live out there. She couldn't believe it. I got bruises. I I watched a few minutes of that. So I watched a few minutes of that and I was killing myself laughing. I'm like, well, you had to get the work gloves out for uh, Megan. Well, I got, I did cut myself. They just yelled from the top that you were bleeding. So yeah, we, we thought, okay, we better, we better take for the, for the junior division. We had to take yes. some some precautions. <laughs> so anybody that didn't watch, making just shelf upstairs, whatever. <laughs> anybody that didn't watch and doesn't know what we're talking about, I went live on on Redneck Country's Facebook page. Go check it out. It's actually, but we invented Redneck Country Twenty One. So Twenty One, like you play baseball, right? One batter, you put a bunch of people in the field, and then a ground ball's worth three. You know, a fly ball's worth seven. You get twenty one, you go up. And you got to compete for the ball. So I thought, you know, we had it. We were supposed to have a shoot that day and it got canceled. So I thought, why not get the thrower out, hook this battery up and let's get this. So that spring I had her cranked. I mean, I, I don't even know that thing can throw some targets. So we had her hooked up Avery on the foot pedal, ready to rock. And me and Megan went out a hundred plus yards out in the field. And we were there. She was throwing line drives. I mean, they were coming, they had to be only 15 yards in the air and they were making it that far. That's how, how hot they were, which might've been the first mistake, but might've been, but, we weren't doing it on a baseball field. It was in a cut cornfield, and I bet you those stocks are, are eight inches plus high. So I did twist my ankle. It was swollen for a little bit, but that we kept playing. We kept going. You worked through it. You, you yeah, it's, you know, it's the, the, it's the rodeo you, way. Am I right, Bill? Like you just you don't talk <laughs> yeah. about it. Let's keep on rocking. No, just move. On. So and and they are when they hit. I mean. I got bruises. I ain't kidding you. And then <laughs> when you, I got, I'm so serious, some serious bruises. I had one cut me and I learned they're like eggs. Hey, eh? you got to cradle them. Cause coming in that hot, even just hitting your hands, they were so fast that they'd explode in your hands. And that's, that's how I got cut. But I was I'm impressed. The next, next uh, innovation of this game is like tennis rackets. So you can hit them back to well, And Megan wanted to. And I'm like, no, then they're going to break. The whole purpose well, of the you, game is soft hands, finesse. You got to catch them and not break them. If you break them, you lose a point. If you catch them, you I get a point. I didn't see any not break. Oh yeah, we, we did. I tell you what, the very first target I caught, I caught. And then I caught the third one. And then I learned, hey, if I kind of cradle it, like think of it like a family reunion egg toss. And you, I kept, you know, I could just yell, use your body. I'm like, if you use your body and like bring it India. And that's when I got in trouble. Cause now down, like I, I'm swear, I don't know why I didn't pee blood. I probably should have been because when that I got five bruises on my upper inner thigh that you could see targets where they hit. And I mean, so if you think about it, you know how hard a clay target is. 
it hit me in the leg hard enough to shatter. I mean, not crack, not hit me and drop. It hit me hard enough to shatter against my skin. That's going to leave a bruise. <laughs> so, yeah, every time. And, oh. and it took you five times before you said, hey, this is enough. Yeah, no, 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 no. I didn't say it's said, enough. Just quit using your oh. body. <laughs> <laughs> Don, I'm not sure why you weren't there. I mean, I, I'm oh, not sure why you were there participating I, in this uh, family activity. No, I, I realized what they were doing, and I thought, I'm not even going to let them know I know what they're doing. I'm not going anywhere yeah, near that. Round two, the junior yeah. division. I didn't back the spring off. But I did crank it up so it was firing them high in the air so they were coming more, down. More floaty. But more float, but they were still coming. I mean, it was yeah. still Megan still that and that's when I got cut. It was when they were coming down from being high in the air. So I think if we do junior division again, we might have to back the spring off. Yeah. Might uh it might save a few scars and but not at all. I mean, that's the point. You, because if you're pushing somebody out of the way to grab that clay. Then you you push it. You better be ready to catch it. And if not, then you pushing somebody out of the way. Then you're you're accepting the punishment that's coming when that sucker hits you. I will push you into it. If we played that, I would push you into it just to see it <laughs> smash off your. Well, that might whatever. be another side yet. Clay target dodgeball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might be onto something. Get two, two machines, set them up, fire them back and forth. I, I kind of like that idea. I, I tell you what, if you could mount a strap to them and take the legs the that that hold them up in the air off, and like I mean, it's some weight. But I got a twenty foot plus cable that I run to my battery. I mean, it gives me twenty feet to run and move. Yeah, <laughs> you have. Uh... Yeah, yeah, right up and down your street. I'm sure your neighbors wouldn't mind. You set that up well, in the middle of the see, street. And that back to that, I don't know why my neighbors aren't loving it because I don't discriminate. Everybody's welcome. If any of my neighbors are listening, you're all welcome. I put the golf cart, we're ripping the golf cart up and down the road. By all means, when we're done, come and get it. Take your kids on. We got three gas powered scooters sitting out there all weekend because I was cleaning the garage. When we're done running them, hey, come get them. Whoa. Take them for a rip. Hold on. I, I don't want to skim over this topic <laughs> I here. I said the magic word. <laughs> I, I don't want to skim over this, but you were cleaning your garage. Uh, you know, it's tax season. So my wife works a lot at this point in time. And so I took it upon myself that she, I, I, she's just not going to get time. I guess I better clean the garage for her. How do you, how do you constitute cleaning? Like, I've seen your garage. There is no order to it whatsoever. Okay, let, let me, let me fill there. you in. Let me fill you in, Bill. Because my wife says to me, what's Todd up to today? And I, so I filled her in. And I, she said, he's cleaning the garage. I said, no, no, no. He told the girls they were going to go and make a path through the garage so they could get in through the garage door. <laughs> that so makes that more sense to me. That really scooters, does. Lining them up out yeah. front. All the bikes lined up out front, the golf cart sitting out on the front lawn, everything that was in the garage sat out there. He put a few I things up on the shelf. I got rid of some things. I got rid of some things. And then he put everything back so there's a path. Now, it's still not okay. wide enough to get the recyclables out through it. And down. No, it is. It is. It is well wide enough to get the recyclables out through it. But it's a path. I, it's not clean. You know what? That makes absolute more sense. I mean, my brother's listening. He can. He can chime in on this one the only thing Back that was impressive up, about that is you knew where everything was the second that you forgot or or remember you asked you me hey where's this right here it. i got it for you this is right here yeah and, and i know where I stuff is couldn't believe it a total mess total chaos no order no no it's rhyme in the or reason to anything the in that garage you say mess i say just strategically placed 
what you say, organized chaos? Is that what you're? <laughs> I don't like to use that chaos word. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel like that's a very place. strong word for 2021. It's a judgmental word, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I have to get, I have to, so I'm working on the kayak, so I have to get a pulley system now to store my kayak up on the garage roof, right? So when oh, I come home. this is going to be good. So this is why I needed that path wide enough to put the kayak there so I can wrap the pulley system loops around it and then whoop, 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 hoist oh, it to the ceiling. So it's got to be I as wide as my kayak. I cannot wait to see the design that you come up with for your pulley pulley system to take your kayak this is going to be good. I can yeah, send you the link you on Amazon. I, I can send you the link on Amazon. It's already designed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not a taut design with pulleys and stuff. This is a. Uh, I focus on new okay. things like games like Redneck Country 21 that is innovative. Something like that uh-huh. that's been done before. I'm not reinventing that wheel. I wasted my time. I ain't got time for that. I, I, got, I now got to look into Redneck Dodgeball. Yeah, well, I mean, you're onto something here. This could be a marketable uh, activity. I tell you what, I mean, disclaimers, <laughs> but but definitely and I, marketable. And I also heard, I'm not sure if your wife is listening or you can talk about this openly right now, but I heard you're in the trolling motor business too. I'm in the trolling motor business. And I you, absolutely you am. So let's deal. go here because I want to hear about your boat too. So I don't know, but yeah, I, um, so Long and, and, and long story, very short, is I that motor that I said, you know, I was concerned the gentleman back, I am get, I'm getting the motor. It's, it's, it's going to, so I got a wireless bow mount trolling motor going on my kayak and I am, I've got it now, my kayak sitting right here beside my pool table on sawhorses. Just because why not? Because yeah, that's a good spot it, for a kayak. It, right. Because... <laughs> Because garage ain't clean yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's sitting right here on, on sawhorses, ready to rock, ready to be worked on. And I am going to make videos and put them up on Redneck Country as I start to customize this beast. Because we are now, I got the battery, I got the trolling, I got seats, I got fish, fish from... Fishing rod holders. I got my tackle pack. I got, we are ready to go. I'm ready to put this thing together. So it's, uh, yeah, I'm ready. To, I'm pumped. I'm, I'm so excited. Well, yeah. is there anything in that garage that belongs to your dad that he may want back? Yes. I found you know, a so- flocked goose head for a decoy. He needs to take it to the decoy sheds. <laughs> on one of all the things you, yeah i mean that makes sense uh, that's a good two inches i had a box, had a box. Me. Hey, hold on i had a box that i said all right kids this is for the stuff that that has that is is dad's it's got to go back to dad's and that's that was all that was in the box so i ended up ripping the box up and i just put the goose head on the on the shelf that reminds guess- me i'm hoping saturday is nice enough to bring the hot rod home and I was looking downstairs this morning for one of my uh, battery chargers. So I'm pretty sure. Oh, that I have. But they're, that's yeah, they're no over, longer yours, is it? Over here. In, <laughs> in the, so I wanted to, when I'm here tonight, I wanted to make sure he's got one because I want to. I do. It's hooked up on my big old lead, lead acid marine battery I right now. Put <laughs> the battery in tomorrow night, overnight, till Saturday morning, just to make sure she's topped up good so I can crank her and get her going and get the car home. I guess they do say possessions nine tenths of the lot, right? right? So, yeah, yeah I looked, and and he can't find it in the garage, so I'm gonna say I, I just say nope, I don't have it in my house, and I couldn't find it. And I said, okay, yeah. I know where it probably is. Yep, my brother in law must have borrowed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my my dad asked me the other day. I was looking for my boat. I bought a, a new battery charger. Oh, I talk about know? this boat. Let's go. Yeah, he says, uh, 
you know, I, I had a battery charger that I, I haven't been able to find. I said, Dad, I stole that like 15, 20 years ago. It's been <laughs> in my, my possession. And I, you're just coming on to the fact that I, it, it's no longer in, in your possession. And he said, I, I, thought, I thought it was gone. I think it was like yeah. seven years squatter's rights or something like that. You own it. Yeah, it's mine. You yeah. know what I mean? He can have it back now. I got a better battery charger, but it was the old school <laughs> one with no smart technology that you had to watch or the battery would try. So I... I he, is that it, true? Because that's, that's what dad's is right now hooked up on my big marine battery. Crap, I might have to leave right now and run out to the garage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you'll know. You'll 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 start to smell the the battery burning and then oh, you just put that right. one at the side of the curb and you go buy yourself a new one. Sounds good. Well, I got the Don't new I got the new lifepo one for the kayak, right? This one is just usually for my other boat, but I was thinking of having it as a backup. Maybe yeah. running two motors on my kayak, one on the back, one on the front. Well, I, I, I thought I thought that's where you were going to go with this conversation because now you can go in circles. So, <laughs> really quickly. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can get to where you need to go just, you know, as long as it's a, in a circular path. I tell you what. So, well, he so. surprised me on Monday because he was really busy Monday. We took the kids. We were over here for a while in the morning. We took the kids I'm to really our busy place. every day. I'm not retired. And well, we took the... <laughs> <laughs> we took the kids over to our place and uh, he come over probably about four four thirty, I guess, when he got done working. And you remember I told you a week ago or two weeks ago that we bought that programmable toaster and it's working great. Oh, yeah. And Todd <laughs> put that, that LED light up in the kitchen for us and it's just working wonderful. And the wood got delivered for the deck and I got it all completely built. The chair's out there and it's looking really good and I got the yard all fixed up now. But we still had the two ceiling fans. So he come over and the kids are packing up. And I said, where's Todd? Next thing I know, he's got the fans out of the box. And he put up both ceiling fans that night. Look at you. Yeah. See, yeah. payment. The, girls, the girl, while well, he was getting all Payment the, for whatever else is in my garage. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> well, the girl, while well, he was getting the, the bases all set and the wires all run, he uh, the girls were bolting the... Uh, Blades, blades on the two of them and then the next thing you know he he says go out and get your stepladder so i did both are up in the living room i thought perfect well, so the next awesome. day i'm over here and so we're just getting ready to go home and he says oh before you go home he says can you help me get this tv out of the basement this sucker is huge <laughs> and it's old and it's got this big back to it now it's not it's not small it's like what 60 inches Todd? yeah and it, this thing, DLP, it weighed older. a ton. So I said, oh, yeah, okay, let's get her out. So we had to come up two flights of stairs. I said, where are you going? Right out in the front, right out in the boulevard. Hopefully somebody will pick it up. Now, do you think we can get the stand? Well, this thing was a three-tiered stand the size of the TV. It was as heavy as the TV. I said, where are we going with this? Oh, upstairs, but just into the living room. I'm going to see if I can sell the stand. So we do that. And I said, oh, there, are we all done? He says, no, I want you to help me move the kayak. <laughs> I said, well, where's the kayak? I couldn't see the kayak anywhere. I said, is it out the garage or what do you want to do with the kayak? No, no, it's downstairs, the other side of the pool table. We got to lift it up, carry it over top of the pool table and set it on these two sawhorses so I can work on it and get my get all my stuff. So we did that and that's where the kayak's sitting and that's why it's there. It's a thing of beauty. It sounds hardly worth the, the effort for the ceiling fans if you had to put you through that much work. Oh, you know come I mean? now. We're moving a TV <laughs> and a kayak. And the kayak has moved to like, what, five feet. 
Yeah. No, the width of a pool table from one side to the other on top of some sawhorses. But the, uh, but the TV did disappear. It was gone next day. Oh, heck yeah. It was a good TV. It didn't work, but it was a good TV. Amazing how quickly some of that stuff goes when you leave it out there for free. One man's junk. I bet you those That's people would have played Redneck Country 21 with me. I bet you. You need to just put posters up and say, Saturday, come join us for yeah. fun Cute and entertainment. venison on the fire and Redneck Country 21 in the cornfield. Yep. And then karaoke to follow. Gonna, yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> you on your way? So, yeah, if I could, I would. I tell you, that's for sure. Okay, let's get this back on track, Bill. Your boat, you've been working on this thing. Yeah. So my kayak, I'm going little water. Your boat, what's your target? Well, bigger water. I mean, I, I can go on Lake Simcoe, but I, I'm scared of waves, you know, too. I, I've got Are a 16 foot aluminum. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't like rough water. I have no uh, ambitions of crossing uh, the English Channel with uh, four foot waves. And Lake Simcoe is one of those uh, lakes that uh, it can get uh, from calm to gnarly in a, in a hurry. And I've been out in, in, in water with Peepee and, and his bass boat. And he, my white, I'm white knuckling it all the way through, and I have no desire to do that in my boat. So <laughs> I was trying to think today when we were talking about. He is a little, little bit, bit a go. little bit courageous and crazy, right? Like, I mean, he was a bullfighter for many, many years. <laughs> yeah, and none of that stuff bothers him. And, and the worst part about that, and I find the funniest, is he can't swim. He swims like a rock. <laughs> So, but he's got, you know, he's out in the, on the bass boat. He, he's, he's running it, you know, 90 miles an hour going from spot to spot. And those are stories for another day. But, um, yeah, it, for me, I'm a, always a low and slow guy. I like to get where I'm going. So, you know, I mean, what I'm building is, uh, in 98, I used to work for uh, Ontario power generation as a co-op student. And my mom worked there down in, uh, Niagara Falls and, Every day we would take the elevator up to the office because that's that's where we worked was a little bit up. And in the elevator was an ad and and it was probably a month uh, I was working, maybe three weeks or a month that I, I kept reading the ad. 16 foot aluminum fishing boat, 20 horsepower Evandrew motor, trailer, trolling motor, 1500 bucks. And I'm wow. like, nah, whatever. I how mean, many, I, I'm how not many gonna... moons ago was this? Oh, 1998. As I was doing the math on that, it was, right. it was 1998. So, 16 foot aluminum fishing boat, 20 horsepower, life jacket, life jacket, ready anchors, to fish, whatever, ready to rock, ready to rock. And and you know, I, I I looked at it and I looked at it and finally one day I said to my dad, "Yeah, I finally earned 1,500 bucks. I got that in my pocket. I said, let's go look at this boat." So I called the lady up and and uh, I said, "Hey." Ma'am, I'm going to come uh, take a look at the boat. Do you, you mind if I uh, come by tonight? Yeah, no problem. I show up. I'm in the driveway, and no word of a lie, a, a truck pulls up right behind me. I'm here to look at the boat. And the lady says, hey, uh, this this young lad here has first right to refusal on it. He called me first. I said, okay, let's, let's go take a look at the boat. Is that what you call well, that? Because yeah. I call that a bidding war, but she called it first rights to refusal. Yeah, first right of refusal. He's got he's got that if he wants it. And See, that's so, that's dead today. That that bothers me. I, I wheel and deal a lot on Facebook Marketplace, and it irritates. I hold up to that, and I, I it just drives me nuts that other that it's just that's dead. It's all of a no, sudden I, yeah, they make I you a deal, you. and then they're like, oh, somebody just offered me five fifty bucks more, so I'm going with them. 
No, and that 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 to me, I agree with you. Those are the things that drive me crazy. That old school mentality where you know what, I'll take fifty dollars less to to be honorable in yeah, in my. I just did it. I in, sold in, in the my, old golf cart tires. I put them on for one twenty five. Four tires, four rims, ready to rock. I didn't think they were even worth that, but there is. I got so many, and I said, "Oh, a guys, coming to look at them. I'll give you another fifty bucks." And I'm like, man, no, this guy's no. coming to look at him. He was first. That's it. And, and uh, so I, I showed up and this boat had been stored in the guy's garage. The unfortunate thing was the husband, he got all, uh, Alzheimer's and uh, he bought the boat and had it stored for, I, I'm, I don't know how many years before that, but it was 1980, um, 86, or, I think it was 1986 was the make of the boat, but it only had two, little quarts of oil that had run through this motor. And I know that because she gave me the case of oil that they gave her when she bought the boat. So I went into the garage. It had a tarp on it, uh, stored inside the boat motor trailer, trolling motor two uh, four life jackets, um, an anchor and, and everything, like you said, ready to fish. And uh, I didn't even haggle one, one dime. And you, I, you didn't I, have an I option. Said, you had a guy right no. behind you in a truck. So the guy in the truck, I went out of the, the garage with the guy and the, and the guy who was looking dejected. And he's like, well, at least can I go look at the boat I just lost? Um, the lady's like, yeah, go by all means, go in there, take a look at it. And so I, yeah, so I, I bought this boat in, in there. It didn't have a, uh, anything into it as far as the floor, but it had a steering column. It had the, the hand, hand, uh, uh, um, Oh, I'm lost for words here. The hand controls for throttle, yep. uh, throttle and, and putting it into gear and stuff like that. And so I, I had a starting point for where I wanted to go. And I had envisioned when, when I brought it home to uh, turn it into a little bit of a bass boat, you know, and, and I'm saying that kind of tongue in cheek because what I did with it is I, back then I put a three quarter inch marine grade plywood floor in it. And I built the back deck so you can kind of walk on it with some hatches for, you know, storage and then the gas tank and the battery and stuff back there. And, and I, I, I ran that for years like that. No casting deck on the front, but I took it from there and uh, I moved it to, to Windsor. And so I, I fished with it in Windsor, but then, you know, over the years, the floor started to get a little bit soft <laughs> from, from, uh, maybe not doing such a good job sealing it uh, when we first built it. It's unlike you, Bill. It's unlike you. Well, I, I was younger you then. I wasn't so uh, particular. <laughs> I, I had more thoughts about going out and, and, and having, having some fun and taking the time and the, the effort to, to do things right. And I've changed a lot. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, we, we kind of uh, let it sit for the last six years here where I never even took the tarp off the boat. That's sacrilege. So you didn't even take it out fishing? No. for Well, I mean, I took it out a few times when I moved here from Windsor. Uh, I can say maybe half a dozen times we fished in the uh, Perch Perch Festival. And, and, you know, I I built a casting deck for the front that was kind of a a slap together thing that that I, you know, uh, so I could stand on the front, put a trolling motor on it. But now, uh, fast forward to last year when when my son and I are kind of getting into doing stuff more together. And, uh, the COVID, um, when I say we'll say that because he plays football, so no football, no no uh, sports for for the for him. And we start looking at this boat, thinking, you know what? How, w- w- would you 
you want to spend the time, we'll completely gut the boat right back down to the way it was, check it out, see what needs to be done, and then rebuild it. And he was all for that, fired up with this, uh, the possibility that we could, you know, do some fishing. He's getting older now. He's 15. This year's going to be 16 uh, in October. So he's, uh, he was excited about the fact that we could work on the project together. And, uh, and I tell you, when, once we got started, he, he was hardcore into it and helped me, has helped me every step Is of the way. Is he so. as particular as his father? No. He's not, but I, I'm teaching him to be as particular. And he's he's learning. Don't he's learning the hard way. Don't you put that curse that, on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to do that. They're going to do it the right way. So, but the the, the tear apart uh, he was in, we we stripped it down, washed it, uh, took the motor, I uh, took the cover off the motor, and you know, as as things happened, the mice got into it. So I had to rebuild part of the top end of the motor with, with the electrical side of it. So I did that and got that going. Like then, you know, the, I looked at the transom, the transom was rotten right through. So I had to take that apart and, and uh, I built a brand new transom for it, put it in uh, the, the floor. My dad came up. Uh, okay, hold on. Define transom for so, anybody that doesn't know what, when because everybody always says, well, a boat for sale, but the transom should be rebuilt. Yeah, well, so some boats have this, a little transom that it's the transom is a spot that on the back of the boat, uh, on some spots, uh, some boats are smaller where, where the motor mounts to. But on, on this boat in particular, it's a 16 foot off at a piece uh, of plywood. Starcraft, yeah, it's a, a one inch piece of, piece of plywood contour to the back shape of the boat that the motor mounts and it creates some stiffness and rigidity in the back end of the boat. And if it's rotten, well, you've just lost structural integrity, big engineering word for the day. Uh, and you're, you're going to have a motor that's going to be sitting on the bottom of Lake Simcoe. And you, you're must paddling be sitting, you must be drinking tea. I, I, I am drinking tea. The words are I starting to am. flow a little more three, four syllable-ish. And that's what happens when you drink Earl Grey tea. Some at this sophistication time coming from the bearded bill. <laughs> yeah. So I've gone through, I don't know, eight cans of uh, varnish. Because <laughs> uh, I want this boat to shine and I want it to stay stay good. So my son and I, instead of putting marine grade plywood throughout the entire boat, we went with Baltic birch. Now for... For the non-lumberjacks of us that go, I was just gonna say, why would you go marine grade? When I see marine grade, I automatically assume boat. When I see Baltic birch, I think it's like a piece on a Monopoly board. So Baltic birch has got thinner plies and you can have uh, a, a greater structural integrity with a thinner piece of material. So uh, three-quarter inch marine. Or is that why so much of the... That's why so much varnish. varnish. So I'm, I'm working, I'm creating the waterproof by putting the varnish on it. But the, um, you can have uh, a thinner piece of material, higher structural integrity, and it's lighter than a, than a piece of marine grade plywood. So I, I've just taken a weight in the boat and I've been able to create a little bit more, more expensive. integrity. I'm assuming because of all those benefits, it's more expensive. Oh, it's a little bit more expensive. <laughs> you said that like it's a lot more expensive. <laughs> Can well, you not say sorry? Is Candace listening? <laughs> yeah, she, uh, she she bought it for you know, <laughs> so she knows what the price is. But yeah, you can get a five by five sheet, and, and it's not cheap. But um, I did it with that, and, I, and I, 
Let's not talk cost. We're not going to talk about that. You're just going to get me in trouble here. <laughs> so, but yeah, I did. My dad and I, we built the, or the floor. I built the back hatches again. I redesigned the whole, whole system. And uh, um, I bought, you know, a, a battery for the front, trolling motor bat- battery for the, sorry, trolling motor battery for the front, new cranking battery for the back. I've got a live weld in there, which is a, a Coleman cooler. I've converted into... Uh, a live well with a recirculation pump in the front. Um, that redid the wiring front to back with a nice, nice uh, fuse panel and box. It's new switches and oh, it, it's looking, it's looking good. Looking so, real good. is it almost done? Yeah, you know what? I, I put the back deck on this weekend, and you know I'm the almost guy, right? I'm the almost guy. Everything can't go perfect the first time through for the almost guy. <laughs> I was off by a quarter inch on one of my measurements. That one, got to go buy another it, piece of balsamic vinegar birch. Yeah, I had to create, I had to make a shim, Todd. I had to make a shim. A shim. Uh, a shim and, is bad engineering. Yep. It's a one-syllable word. Engineers don't use one-syllable words, Bill. No. So if you're using a shim, it's not yep. a good sign. But you know what I can How are you going to go out on this boat device. knowing that shim's there? I know well, you. Is it not going to bunk you? It, it bothered me all night last night when I, when I got this, <laughs> I'm not kidding you. When I, when I got, I put the, the hatch covers on and I went to put the latch mechanisms back together and I was uh, a quarter inch off. I just spoke cried because I'm, I'm a quarter inch off on all four of the hatch covers. I yeah, but built. then you could see so, all four. That's, that's by design. Well, now it is. I mean, I got four shims and you'll never see them. And my dad says, if you can fix it, it's not really a mistake. It's a design feature. That's right. Right. That's right. So, There's a reason that you needed those shims. <laughs> so I'll start, I'll start sending you some pictures. I think I sent you a couple, but not, not much. Oh, but I want to see some full, full blown pictures for sure. What, what you're going to like about this and which I, I left out of the conversation at this point in time was the name of the boat. <laughs> I was, I already thought about this halfway through and I was going to ask, have you named it yet? <laughs> Well, I named it. I named tell me, it when tell we moved me, to tell me, tell me, it's the almost boat. <laughs> tell me, no, it's the redneck yacht, and yacht is spelled Y O T. I like it. <laughs> yeah, so we put, we we called this boat the redneck yacht, and and I love it. it it's it's going to be good when she's done. Do you done need some decals for it now? Made up for the I'm redneck gonna yacht. I'm going to need some decals. Yeah, yeah, I think we're going to need need some some of that. Maybe maybe uh a decal for the back says the almost guy or something like that. And I like yeah, it. I think we're going to do that. All right. So now what are you targeting? Wait, wait, no, no, no. Because you have told me about this. So you've used, you've used a whack load of varathane or varnish or whatever you're using. Right. Right. So what, what, what problem have you now discovered, Bill? <laughs> So, well, it looks pretty. I'll give you that. But uh, uh, when it gets wet, um, it gets really slippery. And where do boats really mostly slippery. go, Bill? Where where are they predominantly used? Well, in, in my case, the the driveway, um, <laughs> the backyard. <laughs> I mean, so when a boat again, Todd, I, the almost guy strikes again, right? I almost have a functional functional boat where I'm not going to kill myself. And the the worst part was last year when the floor got wet, I stepped over the gunnel uh, and uh, my feet went out from underneath me, and I just about, you know, I did the splits <laughs> over the rails. Let's put it that way. And now I've invested in grip tape for the floor. Have you have you so got some? We, have you? 
Did you get I grip did. tape? I bought, I bought clear grip tape so that you can still see the, the floor. Now, would this be the same uh, the as I put it on my looks. skateboard? It's, it would be close, but it's in uh, two-inch strips. And uh, the two-inch strips, I'm going to strategically oh, place them. Oh, so you're not going to line mm-hmm. the whole thing. You're going to do strips nope. of it. Very classy. Very classy. Yeah. Kenneth said, why don't you get the stuff that goes in the bottom of a bathtub? Like, uh, you need you need uh, Like those or, rubber fish and flowers? Oh, dude. She said. I mean, you could go around the neighborhood grabbing some of those at garbage daytime or hit the dump and pull them off some tubs. I, I don't even know why we're, we're, we're worrying about this. I'll just get some of that stuff and throw it on the bottom of the boat. and fish. I think the fish would, would fit. I, I agree with Candace. Yeah, he would. That's not a bad, <laughs> not a bad idea at all. <laughs> yeah, well, I tell you what, it, it is a good idea. It is the inflatable life jacket like we were talking about last weekend. Oh, so yes, let's talk about week. Have you done more research on this? No. Because no, I have I've, a life jacket. I'm good to go on my kayak. But do I have yeah. the Primo kayak life jacket that everybody, you must have this brand or you must have that brand. And what I'm finding is these some of these kayak fisher dudes, like you know now, there's a lot of money invested in this thing sitting behind oh, me. Oh, for sure. And so, well, I mean, there's only a certain amount of, you, of money that you invest in that you tell your wife and your friends about, <laughs> and the other stuff. You, well, I'm selling just, stuff, you know. so I'm I'm breaking even. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I I am not. I keep finding stuff as I clean the garage. I find stuff. So, and Dad's never going to realize he's missing it. So I might as well sell it. <laughs> yeah. So, the but for the most part, I have a camouflage which I thought was pretty wicked because I use it on my other boat, a nice camouflage life jacket. But now I'm finding that guys and kayaks are using fishing vest slash life jacket type things that aren't so thick. And so I've got well, to research yep, this a bit, but right. then you said to me, you're using one that's just, and I know these like they're, they're not cheap, but they don't inflate. They're just material or over top of you until they hit that's water. Right. It's like a little vest that you, you put on that, and, um, yeah, you know, if I slip and hit my head, which I'm 99% going to do, it's just, just going to happen. I'm going to get a little bit of water in the boat and all of a sudden over the side I go, I'm safe. And my wife's not cashing in on insurance policies. Right. That's so <laughs> she's not that you're aware of unless she's yeah. driving. <laughs> so, so the, the issue is I said though, but what if, what if you spill some tea on that life vest? I try. Again, I truly am concerned about this. So you and, haven't researched uh, it yet. You no, don't know. Not yet. Not yet. So anybody out there that wants to provide some insight and in, in, on this, please feel free to, to email us. at yeah, uh, Podcast at the redneck country.com. Cause I'm kind of curious myself. What happens yep. with this thing when it, okay, you spill a drink on you like, like Bill's sipping his tea you're fishing and, and it starts to rain. Oh, this is my rain. problem. Don. I, Cause I, the whole point of this thing is you wear it all the time. So yeah. My what son, if you're I go crying because you almost landed a bass. Oh, I, yeah, I'd cry all over that sucker. There's no question in my mind. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, the front of this thing, the front of this thing, I've got a, a casting deck, which, you know, has got plenty of room for one person and the trolling motor and the foot pedal and, and, and stuff. So if I can, I, I'm really worried about the the uh, the first maiden voyage on this for, for two reasons. One, I hope it floats. And two, uh, to try to learn again how to use all the the tools and stuff. And the first time I get that trolling motor with the the, the pedestal stand and I hit the go button oh. and, and it goes left or I've something and there. it throws me right out of the boat. <laughs> yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> so, How high did anybody, you build that cast the deck to the top of that rail of that boat? 
Well, I, I think there's enough room. I, I really do. I, I don't think it's a uh, Todd Millard, uh, you know, uh, high center of gravity, but it's it's close enough. <laughs> so, but I don't know. You know what they these call boats, and I think this is this this goes for anybody who has one. I'm sure you've heard this this before. I mean, the happiest day of a boat owner's life is the day he buys a boat and the day he sells a boat. <laughs> Uh, and, I've and never every, heard that. Uh, and <laughs> like the other it. thing that they say, and I agree with this one: a, a boat is a big hole in the water. You just throw money in, and, yeah. and that's what I've been doing so far. Is I find there's many a lot of money like into that. this. Yeah. See, and that's why I'm I'm so pumped with my kayak, and I have my other boat, and I I actually offered it up to my buddies, and yeah, so I know it's going to get used too because we've had them on the podcast, Petey Pavasic and and Kevin, yeah, Kevin Morrow, yeah. and so I just said to them, hey guys. Any point, because I know that they're they're like me. They want to hit the little local ponds and the little what I call small lakes around yeah, here that are loaded yeah, up with bass. And, and I said, you guys want to borrow this thing? It's behind my shed. I, I never get to use it. So it's behind the shed. I said, I told them where the, the motor was and the battery that code to my garage. Come get it whenever you want. It's I'll make sure the battery's always charged. You're good to go. So Petey just messaged me last week. He's like, hey. That offer still stand. I'm freaking right. Come get it. Cause now I got me a kayak. That's it. So, and you know, I mean, you're, you're targeting those like you, you, you asked, and I know we're kind of getting to the end of our time here, but I, I wanted to, uh, I'll tell you, I, my, that's what I want to know. What, what are you targeting with this thing? Where are you going? Uh, to me, to me, it's, it's, it's large, large mouth and small mouth bass. And I've got it in my mind, this spot. I, I fished up for big shoot, uh, many, many years ago with this boat. And, and I, had such good luck when I launched the boat right off the, the launch. And, and I'm not giving anything away because I'm sure everybody and their brother knows, knows these spots. But you, you had the spot where I launched the boat off to the left. There's a little cove. And in that cove is the uh, uh, stumps and shallow water. It goes from, from about 12 feet right up to about four feet. And um, I, I flipped, uh, I was flipping, um, uh, uh, flipping jigs uh, to these um, uh, stumps, uh, this uh, submerged sump, stumps. And uh, I was hammering largemouth bass and I would switch to uh, a Sanko wacky rig type. Oh, type that's my go-to now. I used, to think, I used to think those things are stupid. Like the, why is the yeah. worm on both sides of that hook? And it's not even hooked right. You got to slide it all the way. Oh no, man. Oh, those are and deadly. Then you throw that no weight and I was hammering them and I'm little inlets and coves and upper big shoot. And then, you know, in Port Severn and, and those, that, that type of area is where I'm targeting nothing. You know, I'll go officially Simcoe. That, that's fine because it's it's close. But my, you know, my vision right now is, is launching that boat on upper big shoot, hitting it, hitting the trolling motor, uh, throwing it down, and catching fish almost right away. It just, you know, oh, how far of a drive is it from for. my house? From your house in an F two fifty with a three. kayak hanging out the back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can do it in an hour. I mean, most people would do it in three, but I'm sure you could do it in an hour. <laughs> but no, it's good. It's a, it's a lock system. You get upper and lower big shoot, but upper big shoot is where I like to go. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can fish all the, uh, the lakes up here that um, uh, through that whole transference system. And, and I've always had good luck. Just think, I got a lot of holidays to use this year. Yeah, and once this boat's done, you know, my son, he, he's so excited about the maiden voyage because he, he bought me a little bottle of champagne with the, the uh, <laughs> his, uh, sparklies in it and stuff. And he's, uh, I said, well, maybe we can do that in the driveway, not not beat it across, but have a little 
toast. That's going to bug you, buddy. You have to A, hit the boat with something. No, that ain't and B, <laughs> liquid is going to get in there. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe, maybe we can uh, you do it from afar while looking at it and stuff. But oh, come I'd like now. to have you guys up to to, uh, to have a look and, and a fish and heck yeah, I think you'd really enjoy it. it Don, it's a lot more stable than anything that you've been in with Todd. That's for sure. I can guarantee that. <laughs> nah, no, it ain't gonna matter, Bill. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you all the grip tape in the world. You better have two life jackets for Dad. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, there you go. Yeah. I'm I, now. It's geez, man. I'm excited. See, if I didn't have a kayak after listening to this to build like a bass boat, and I'd be, I'd be like, I, I got to get on Facebook and find me a boat. Yeah, and that, that's all. Or I'd be ripping gonna, mine out in the, the right place at the right time, redoing it. Right, I'd be pulling all my wood out, all my floors out of mine, and redoing it all. But yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't safe anymore. And I did this, I, you know, I, the stuff I learned from the first go around, I, I applied to this one and I got the aerator pump, bilge pump brand new. And I did a whole lot of quick disconnects on, on the battery system so I could connect my charger to it. So it's the batteries can stay in the boat and I can charge them. You know, I put a lot of thought into it. I'm just hoping it, it, it all comes together and it actually works. <laughs> and I'm not a... <laughs> Not having a big uh, mess on my hands, but I think I should be okay. All right. Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. So bring on some There you go, gentlemen. Another good chat for tonight. Absolutely. Appreciate your time, Bill. We will talk again. Appreciate you guys, then. Sounds good, guys. And that'll do it for this week, folks, for the Redneck Country Podcast. I'm Bill, the Almost Guy Tom. And I'm Todd, and thanks for listening. And folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week.